0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence
1: Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with...
2: Cindy Jennings. Coming to you
1: from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. In the gathering space of St. James Catholic Church and the St. James Church. Campus of Stellmars Academy. On a and burr cold day. On a very cold day in Duluth, Minnesota, and we got a lot more of those coming. It's gonna get colder before it gets warmer, that's for <laughs> sure. And on the air with us is Madeline Shields, the executive director of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. Madeline, welcome to Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Live.
3: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Even though you've been on the air before, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
3: Sure, I have. Uh, I am originally from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm the executive director at the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, which is a homeless shelter that is caters uh, to men, women and families in Sioux Falls.:
1: So to everybody. Everybody. <laughs> so um, let me just ask you a quick question. Did you ever meet Bishop Dudley then?
3: I did. He did my confirmation.
1: Ah, okay. He's a great guy. I only, well, maybe I met him a few times, but I actually traveled back with him from Rome one time. We were in, sitting next to each other on the plane, so I kind of got to know him a, a, a bit just from that time. What a great guy.
3: He was awesome, and um, you know, he did so much for our community and for the poor in this community. Um, he was the the voice of people who are voiceless, and You know, because of his namesake, he still is.
1: Yeah, I mean, he struck me in the little exposure I had to him. He's always struck me as, like, the very genuine, down-to-earth, humble, soft-spoken, holy man. That's how I always saw him, you know.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, way back in the early 80s, you know, there was the farm crisis and uh, um, there was a hunger problem in Sioux Falls that he recognized. So he called out to all of the business leaders and and all of the other churches as well. It was just not um, Catholic people. It was ecumenical. And he said, we have a hunger problem here, and we need to do something about it. And so he was instrumental in creating a feeding ministry that now serves um, hundreds and hundreds of meals every single day of the week. And so it is incredible. He used to stand outside when people were in line. He would pull up, get out of his car, leave the door open on the street with the engine running, and get in line and hug people and um, shake their hands and, and say, God bless you. And it was like Christ to the bread line. Yeah. He, he was salt of the earth and I will never forget that about him,
1: and so it's <clears throat> maybe you can uh, speak a little bit to the uh, the beginnings of the hospitality house and and how it's appropriate that he it was named after him. I mean, when did the hospitality house begin?
3: well, it's it's kind of a little bit uh, complicated. So there was uh, a day shelter called the Good Shepherd Center, and that opened in the early 1980s. s. Um, and that was an eight a m. to five p m. drop-in homeless shelter. So they allowed people in during the day to um, have lunch um, and stay warm during the day, but it was not an overnight shelter. So then fast forward to 2014, um, there was a need for a day and night shelter. And so that's when the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House was created as an overnight shelter. And so it just... um, um, Enveloped over the Good Shepherd Center. So now it's, it was a day shelter, and then now we are an overnight shelter as well. And it's all under the Bishop Dudley
2: Hospitality House in one facility. And so what does your day look like typically?
3: So how it works is um, we have a day shelter. It's 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. This is anybody who can come in during the day. There is no registration. You just come in. Um, we offer um, coffee. We have lunch every day. We have um, snacks there. People can do their laundry. They can take a shower. We provide all the hygiene items. And we have day rooms for uh, women. We have a day room for men and um it's it's a busy place. It's kind of like a, a motel lobby where there's lots of people coming and going and coming in and going. And so they can come in and use the phone. So we have a lot of resources. We have a case manager that can help folks. And then we have outside resources that come in, and we provide office spaces for them. So that could be um, veteran services, um, mental health counseling, addiction counseling, um, call to freedom, which is um, people who may be um, trafficked either labor trafficking or sex trafficking, or, you know, they can come in and get resources and, and meet with someone. We have um, a deacon that comes in and, and he has um, ministry hours. Um, we have Church in the Street who comes in and meets with our guests as well. So we're just kind of a, a place for people to come who maybe don't have anywhere else to go and they need resources. Um, and laundry is a big um, thing that we offer to people and it's for free because it's very expensive to do laundry. And then um, we close at 5.30 p.m. for one hour and that's when our guests go over across the street and then they go have dinner at the feeding ministry across the street.
2: Okay. Check-in
3: starts at 6.30 at night. That's when the overnight shelter begins.
1: So, so, um, uh, well, first about that, so it's like Do you have situations where you have to, like, regulate how many people? Because some people might use it all the time, right? I mean, do you give people limitations as to you must have only so many beds, right? We do.
3: (laughs) We do, but we're packed in like sardines. Um, Yeah, we have 80 beds for men. We have 20 beds for women. And we have seven family rooms. Now, the family rooms are they're in once they're in the room they're in the room i mean they they have to kind of check in but they're it's not every night that it's a different room for the families um that's a whole kind of different long term program and then we try to get them either in to stable housing or into transitional housing and um but for our for our men and women the individuals every single night they check in every day is a new day and so they may sleep in a separate in a different bunk every single night
2: and do you guys try to bring the gospel to them, and how responsive are they to that?
3: Uh, we do. Um, they, it, it's completely um, on their own. We do have Bible study that comes in. We have it in our conference room in the evenings. Um, we have, like, Deacon Henry Knapp who comes in on Tuesday mornings, and he meets with our guests. Um, but they they choose to go to them.
1: Okay. So, so, I mean, maybe to follow up question on that that uh, Cindy just asked is, you know, I mean, is it's named after Bishop Dudley, but is this uh, is this a part of the Catholic diocese is, an, uh, is it a Catholic uh, organization?
3: It is. The Catholic Diocese of Eastern South Dakota owns our building, and we have the building rent free. They also provide in-kind um, administrative resources. So they do our bookkeeping. And they also provide our. Um, they'll they'll do all our payroll for us. However, it we are freestanding and we are run by a board of directors that is made up of community members. Not all are Catholics. Most are, but not all of them are. And um, we have to fundraise and raise our entire budget.
2: Oh wow,
1: that's so. That's um, uh, so, so, but uh, I guess maybe just to still go back with the question. So, I mean. In regards to like you know doing the gospel and things like that, you guys don't necessarily see yourselves as a, I mean it's obviously not a, a, a proselytizing or anything like that. But there's a an overall arching you know Catholic or Christian theme to what you're doing. And does that message get to the people that you're serving? Absolutely, yes, it
3: definitely does. And you know our our guests they line up to meet with Deacon Henry. You know they come in and. You know, there's a rapport there and many people are seeking comfort. Um, when you're in a homeless situation, it's very difficult and, and, and they're very down on themselves. And so it's really, really nice to be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody that says, you know what? We got you right now. This is, this is just a bump in the road and we're going to keep moving forward. And, you know, that they know. They know that we care about them, and that is all rooted in the gospel. You know, we, we don't turn anyone away. When I say we have 80 beds for men and 20 beds for women, um, we have upwards of 40 women a night. Ooh. And we have 20 men a night. And that's right now. I mean, I think the low was 23 last night. Um, we've had 145 men
2: at
1: night. Oh, my goodness. That so does they Sioux get a Falls, mat on the floor, okay. Does, and they does, we
3: we have them come in.
1: Does Sioux Falls have like a higher percentage of homelessness? Do you think than other? Is it unique to you guys? Or I know. I mean, I know Duluth has it as well, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, um, do you have a sense that there's a higher level of homelessness in, in Sioux Falls area?
3: There is. Um, a, a, well, when you're talking about a higher level, it's because we're the biggest city in the state. And, of course, people are going to naturally gravitate towards the largest city. There are more resources here. This is where the big hospitals are. And there are more jobs here. And so people come here seeking um, a better life, you know, uh, to be able to get a job. Or they have family members that are hospitalized here. Also, the penitentiary is here in Sioux Falls. And so maybe they come here because um, they have a family member in the penitentiary. And so there are all different reasons why people are staying under our roof.
1: Do you, do you um, maybe I uh, was asking this earlier, but tr- maybe more directly, do you, do you limit the amount of time maybe a person can come and stay there? I mean, what if somebody's saying, well, this is where I'm going to be living. This is my home from now on. Do you limit people if they're like, ever sense people are like abusing the, the generosity?
3: We uh, actually, we do. We have a limit um, and every case is different. Um, We do have, you know, you got to put something in writing as to how our system works. However, it doesn't work for everyone, and so we have to take each case by case. Um, We have the chronically homeless people who are street people who are always going to be chronically homeless. They're addicted as well as mentally ill. They're never going to get it together. There is nowhere for them to go, and so they are probably going to be under our roof. Um, they're transient. They might be here during the summer months but then, or during the winter months and then head out during the summer months. Um, but then we have people that are just passing through, and every situation is different, and we assess that. We have what's called a pay-for-stay system. Everybody comes in, and they get 30 days for free. Um, after that, if they have any kind of income, like Social Security, disability, if they work and have a job, then they start contributing.
1: We're we're talking to Madeline Shields, the Executive Director of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality Hall. So we'll continue this conversation after this quick break.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where there's the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist, for people and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time, I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. If there
5: is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst along with...
2: Cindy Jennings.
1: Cindy, you never say your name loud. I don't know if... I I can hardly hear you.
2: Oh, maybe it's my mic. Maybe I need to... Cindy Jennings. You're normally really loud. Uh And we are
1: coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, and we've been talking to Madeline Shields, who's the Executive Director of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. Now, during the break... I think she got ticked off at one of my questions. We just lost her, and so oh, no, she we're, didn't. we're no, I don't think she did. Either. But we're, we're we're Cindy. We're on our own until we get Madeline back on the air. But uh, as I was uh, saying uh, during the break, is that I I've worked a lot in a uh, in a local shelter here in Duluth before COVID hit, and that was the Union Gospel Mission, and it's like. Everything she's talking about is something that I'm like, I feel like super familiar with because I worked, I was pretty intimately working at the Union Gospel Mission until all the COVID restrictions count, had come. Did you have you ever had an experience working in like a soup kitchen sort of no, sort of thing?
2: I haven't.
1: Yeah, it's well, I mean, they they are life changing experiences. Okay, all right. So hey, okay. Madeline. Hey, Madeline, are you back? <laughs>
3: Hello, I'm back. I lost you for a second.
1: Madeline, were you upset at one of my questions? (laughs) No. Because I've had a lot of people hang up on me, so I just (laughs) thought, okay, here we go again.
3: (laughs) No, I, I've worked in radio and TV for a long time, so ah, okay. long, long before I, I started working with the
1: homeless. <laughs> well, so one of the things that I was just saying as we were waiting for you is that uh, I've had a lot of uh, experience working at the Union Gospel Mission here in Duluth, and and the big experience that I've observed, uh, well, a lot of things that I've observed, is, it's truly a life-changing experience. I used to be really intimately involved with that organization before COVID, but the thing that I really observed a lot in you touched the base a little bit on that towards the end of the first segment, was that uh, the mental illness side of things. So it's like, it seems like, at least at, in Duluth, the Union Gospel Mission, the majority of our people coming in, our clients, so to speak, were struggling with mental illness. And you, you did speak a little bit about that, but I'm sure that you get a good chunk of that at the hospitality house as well.
3: We do. We have um, many, many of our guests suffer from some sort of m- mental illness. And, you know, I'm not an expert on this, and we have a lot of client advocates who work at the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. Um, that's why we have those outside resources come in, and they can meet with our guests and help them navigate um, their homeless situation, um, try to help with housing and with um, health care and mental, mental health care, um, and addiction. There's addiction and mental health go hand in hand. From, from our observations, and it's really difficult and really challenging in South Dakota to get help for these individuals. There just is not the resources available for people to get diagnosed, have medical um, medications for their mental illness, and the case management to keep them housed. Plus, our housing market is so tight. There is absolutely nowhere for people to live. We have zero apartments available and um, very, very limited affordable housing here.
2: Um, so when you talk about the mental health problems and that you guys have some great resources, do you have success stories in the mental issues? Or, and do you have them for the people that are maybe not mental, but just kind of down on their luck and traveling? or I mean, can you speak to maybe just some good, good stuff that's happening there? We have
3: so many successes. We've had 41 families move into the Bishop Dudley House this year so far, and 38 of them have successfully transitioned into homes of their own.
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, That's amazing. And,
3: yeah, we're talking 79 children. So there's a lot of families who come through the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House that, that come in desperate, have nothing but the clothes on their back, and we are able to get them transitioned, the first thing they do is make sure they have IDs, birth certificates, they have social security cards, they have jobs, and they're in and they're out. The average stay for our families is about 30 days.
2: Okay, and so is the family, like just like a local family that just kind of lost their house, or what is the most common thing for families? Because it's kind of weird, like I would think in my mind that a family wouldn't be there, but what would bring a family in? We
3: have a lot of family that are transient. Um, they lose their homes. We've had people come because their house burnt down. We've had people come because they got a car issue where the engine went out and they had to spend their rent money on the car repair because you can't go to work if your car doesn't.
2: Work, right. Right?
3: So what do you do? What do you pay? So you can always live in your car is what these families decide. You know, we've got to get the car fixed and keep the job so that we can continue to live. So then, you know, rent backs up, and then it gets backed up, more backed up, and more backed up, and you get evicted, you know. So that's where we see a lot of people. They just get into situations where they owe too much back rent, and they just cannot dig themselves out.
1: If you, um, Matt, Matt, <clears throat> If you had uh, one particular story that you would are most happy or that most warms your heart in regards to your work there, what would that story be?
3: We had a gentleman who was living in his pickup, and um, he had nowhere to go. He, he was just he lost his job, so he came to the Bishop Dudley House, and it was during the start of the pandemic, and he. Was able to get a job at Cudova, and he was working. And then he was super proud of himself. He was—he had been doing some day labor before that, just to get by. Then he got this full-time job at Cudova. Well, then the pandemic hit, and then he his hours got cut, and then he eventually just lost his job. Um, however, he had while he had that job, it took him three weeks to get an apartment, and he got his dogs back. That was his major motivation. He had two little dogs, and his sister was keeping them for him. Well, the pandemic just messed everything up. And so um, he came back to the Bishop Dudley house, gave the dogs back to his sister, and he worked and worked and worked until he could get back on his own two feet. He is now, um, he works at Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's been promoted twice. He has moved twice into better apartments each time. He has his dogs back. And he came and he spoke at our uh, recent out, which we had last week, called A Night of Hope for the Homeless. And he talked about his journey of homelessness and how the Bishop Dudley House helped him get back on his feet. And he, he talked about his darkest state and the depression on how he couldn't believe that he was in that kind of situation because he's a tough man. And here he was in his pickup with nowhere to go and not even able to take care of his two dogs. And so and how we helped him and encouraged him and said, you know what, it's gonna get better. This is a this is a blip in the road and we're gonna keep moving forward. And he came back and he told all of our sleep out participants on, you know, how the Bishop Dudley House changed his life and the successes that he has. And we have hundreds of those.
1: Hey, hey Madeline that I mean that's obviously the great work that you guys are doing if people want to support you guys we got about 40 seconds left can you tell us how if listeners want to hear have some sort sort of support for the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House how would they do that
3: Absolutely we have a Facebook page um it's um, the Bishop Dudley House also our website is bdhh.org bishopdudleyhospitalityhouse.org You can donate right through our website through Network for Good. That comes right to the Bishop Dudley House. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you want to go onto our wish list and help our guests directly of the things that we need in our shelter, you can purchase them on our wish list, and it gets shipped right to us. It's easy.
1: That's great. Well, uh, thank thank you you for your work, Madeline. It truly is a ministry, and especially for those that are most in need. And so thank you for your work at uh, at the hospitality house. And thank you for thank joining you us on Real much. Presence Radio.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. God bless. All right. That's Cindy, that, huh? we're like towards <laughs> the end. This is, where we, this is where we call in Therese to talk to us about the next show.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Jack and Doreen Canelli are your hosts coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Patrick McGuire will be on to talk about How we can lead others to God through the beauty of music. And who were the Knights Templar? Steve Weidenkopf will share about them. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
1: Back to you. Sounds like an interesting show, but not nearly as interesting as ours. (laughs) But of anyhow, course. yeah, I need that prayer of humility that, uh, John Pierce was talking about. So yeah, I mean, it's been a great show. Uh, Cindy, what's, what's on tap for the rest of your day now?
2: Uh, well, I have to go home and clean my house. I've been that's, so busy. Do, and every over, time I ask you, that's I'm, your overcommitted. I'm overcommitted. And so I've let everything go and I have a puppy. So that's mm. the other part of everything's out of whack in my life. Yeah. Yep. So that I'll be doing that. What are you doing?
1: Working, I, I'm uh, as I'm, I'm working to save souls.
2: Oh well, good. I'll yeah. pray for you. Well, thank you. How I about if that. I just take some time out of my day before I start on all that mess, yeah. and
1: I'll do some prayers for you. That, so, are you really going to do that? Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh my goodness! Why oh, would I tell you? No, no. And well, I'd I, have I, to I, see you for lying
1: and confession in the confessional. So. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, yeah, it's been it's been a good show. I've enjoyed all of our guests: Paul Haverkamp and uh, Madeline Shields on the Bishop Dudley House. Paul in regards to praying for priests, and then John Herberts, of course, in his ministry for Grandma's Marathon, and uh, it's been a good show.
2: Yeah, we've had some great guests. Why do we get so lucky? I guess we are at the top show.
1: Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, <laughs> I'd like to think that. What, you have to come, so for the listeners, like, Father Rich is the one that gets a lot of these guests, and so Cindy, when are you going to start, like, coming up with guests?
2: <laughs> Yours are so great, I can't top them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't want to top you. I don't, want, I don't care about that. You know, I don't wanna getting, want to one-up. It's yeah. a matter of getting good guests for our listeners to hear well, about. Well, I've
2: got some ideas. Thank I'm always you. thinking, but you see, you always have them because you're so quick to get it done. But well, next time.
1: Anyhow, and then not, I'm going
2: to brag, ha-ha, this is my guest.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see it. We'll believe it when we see it. Okay, well, we're going to say a little prayer at the end of the show. Okay, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to be together on Real Presence Live, Real Presence Radio. We pray that you may continue to bless... This ministry in all its ways and all of its listeners. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, everybody. And Have a good we'll month. be back here next month.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area.